0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. This episode is available digitally today, but you can pick up the physical version on the 22nd. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing on this Nintendo Direct day? I'm
1: doing so great. On Tuesday, we speculated it might happen, but Mm -hmm. not speculated too hard. We didn't want to get our hopes up. We had some really
0: (laughs) soft-pedaling speculation. And
1: yet, here we are, ready to talk about a new Nintendo Direct.
0: Now, I, I, I do have to say... I like to engage in some speculation from time to time. Uh, and then when I've speculated too much, then I get, like, cold feet. And I'm like, maybe we shouldn't get our hopes up. But every time you're like, hmm, I think there probably will be a direct, it happens. You don't engage <laughs> in this activity very often. But as soon as you're like, I don't know if we should talk too much about this, it'll just be announced by the time the episode posts. It always What's your secret?
1: I guess is, is is my question. Oh, um, I man, I, w- I wish I knew. I guess maybe with well, I'm wrong all the time is basically what it comes down sure, to. Yes. Is <laughs> that if you listen back to any amount of episodes of this podcast, you'll realize that I am wrong constantly. Okay. So but I'm sure I'm wrong as sure. Equally Uh, As I am right.
0: But that's when you are like uh, putting out, when you're asserting a guess. Right. When you are like making an internal guess, there's something happening inside your head or your soul, (laughs) and I'm reading it where I'm like, Mark means it this time. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So I need to be better at reading you. (laughs) I think that's the lesson out of this. I'm not going to change at all. No. Well, I should do. Mark, we've launched a
1: Patreon. Yes, very excited about this. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. Yep, that's a place where we're going to be putting out
0: uh, new episodes of miniseries that uh, that we're doing. One a month. Uh, we're starting with NCS Detective Club, where we're watching classic detective shows and talking about them. Um, and so if you subscribe at the eight or sixteen dollar level, you can listen to those and you can help us determine the direction of future miniseries and stuff like that. We got all kinds of uh other rewards there. Go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society
1: to check them out. Thank you so much to our new patrons, Jake Gonterek, Connor McCabe, Patrice Mallet, Keith Murphy, Jamie Hill. Shu Chen, Silvergrass Moon, and Paul, thank you so much. Yes, thank you everyone
0: for, uh, for jumping on board. Um, also, if you are not already in our Discord and you would like to get into our Discord, you can shoot us an email at Society at gmail.com and we'll send you an, in- an invite and then you can participate in that uh, popping off today, talking about the uh, Nintendo Direct um, and most days people are having uh, good conversations about Nintendo stuff there. Um, so get in there. Finally,
1: uh, Patrick and I were both on the "Keep Nintendo Weird" podcast to talk about Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. We're on brand, Mark.
0: <laughs> yeah, so go check that out. Uh, the episode dropped uh, last week. We had a really good conversation about about Rusty. Seth does a really good job with that podcast, and we had fun. Uh, Mark, no more screwing around though. We've got a Nintendo Direct to discuss.
1: Let's do it. <laughs>
0: So, the direct today was 2 o'clock p.m., ran for, they'd advertised about 40 minutes. It's closer to 45, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it seemingly, we were getting towards the end of 40 minutes, and I was like, we have not seen Zelda yet. Like, what's happening?
1: Yeah. And uh, we did see Zelda, not a lot of Zelda. No. But we did see Zelda. No, still very much living in the like, here
0: are the vibes of it, here are the like, kind of setting and, like, story-ish details, Um, and I guess some gameplay? Like, we saw some combat, we saw a little, like, uh, traversal exploration, Uh, but still, Mark, I gotta say, I don't know what this game is moment to moment. No, no, absolutely not. Um, But let's not start at the end, let's start at the beginning, let's address this thing chronologically. Actually, maybe first, uh, how did you feel about this, Direct?
1: So, there were a lot of things in this that got me very excited, and I liked... I thought it was cool how many things were available, like, today, right now. Yes. You can go yes. do this. I think I spent more Direct money d- directly after this Nintendo <laughs> Direct dropped than I ever have on, like, a Nintendo Direct before. Yeah, I was sure. like, oh, all this stuff is available today. Let me go immediately take action on this. Yes.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to take action on and a lot of games that you could be playing today that you couldn't be playing yesterday. Some of it, like uh, the Metroid Prime remake um, or remaster. Um does seem like that's something they could have announced earlier. Like, why not announce that in uh, September for like release in in February? Ooh, but it was so cool to it have it be so like cool. just, You're like, right. uh, right. stealth dropped. You're right. That it that is cool. I gotta say, that is cool. Um all right, should we start at at, at the top here? Yeah, let's do it. Um so the f- first thing that opens the direct before we get any uh you know interfacing from Nintendo personnel telling us what we're about to experience. We get a nice little trailer for Pikmin Four, uh, and a date. Pikmin Four is coming out July twenty first this year. Um, we got to see that that new lower camera angle in action, uh, which does make the game feel, at least from from looking at uh, looking at the clips we have it in this trailer, like an action game, right? Like it felt more immediate. Um, uh, we saw Red Pikmin. We saw Ice Pikmin, which I'm not so deep into Pikmin that I can tell whether those are new or not.
1: Um, they they spent enough time on it that I'm like, I guess these are new.
0: But they also showed us Red Pikmin, <laughs> yeah, which have true. been there from the beginning. <laughs> that's true. But so Ice Pikmin can use can be used to freeze uh, enemies as you're fighting them. They can also be used to like freeze the surface of like a, a body of water. So for a traversal, that's pretty cool. But then Mark, like the big the turn where it's like. Here's what makes Pikmin 4 different. Did you not think that this is what this was? No,
1: I know. I totally did. The reason... Well, say what it is. Say what it is. Some kind of dog thing (laughs) appears. And the uh, the reason I'm laughing is just because I'm like, I feel like uh, not that they are out of ideas, because I don't think that's true at all, but it does feel to me a little bit where they're like, how do we spice up this franchise? Put a dog in it. Yep, and it works. Don't get me
0: wrong. uh, Honestly, it, it felt a little to me like the the first time we had a super Mario odyssey trailer and they showed Cappy mm, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, look, they're showing like Mario, he's running around, he's jumping. The world looks great. Cool. 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 Then suddenly here's the new thing. <laughs> I love and I, you can ride it. I think you can ride the dog. I think you're riding it a lot. I think you spend most of the game riding. This dog is <laughs> my read. Like there, there's a, uh, the, like running around the world. There's uh like in a boss fight, you're riding on this dog like creature. Um, and it's breaking barriers and stuff. Like, I think the dog is a central gameplay element for Pikmin 4.
1: What I like about Pikmin, a g- series I have never played and don't really have a lot of desire to play, sure. is how weird it looks. So bizarre. Um, And this
0: game continues that tradition, right? Like, looks very beautiful Um, and continues that, like, aesthetic of, like... Maybe it's a ruined future or something like there are human uh, objects in the world, but it's mostly like overgrown. I'm saying it's the last of us is what I'm saying. Mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we saw a, a couple little of these like Olimar style guys. No Olimar himself, um, but uh, a, a bunch of different um, characters in this game. Uh, and then at the end, as the um, you know, turnip ship takes off or whatever it's called, um, the uh, it goes to nighttime, which normally. You're not around for nighttime. Nighttime, that's not your time to be there. You get out. Don't be there after dark.
1: Well, and this looks like there's good reason. Because
0: uh, a, what are these things called? Bulborb? Bulborb. uh, His eyes start glowing red. Um, So there's some sort of demonic presence on this planet that only comes out at night. Uh, And maybe you'll have to deal with that in this game? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pikmin, again, like a series that's been around since the GameCube. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miyamoto Joint. And it, like, I feel like Pikmin 3 Deluxe was the best selling game in the Pikmin series. So, yeah, sold Pik- a couple million copies. Yeah. So, the Pikmin series, like, has momentum. And yet, I, th- it is definitely like a minor Nintendo franchise.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the games that we're talking about today uh, are
1: sort of in that minor uh tier you played three you like mm-hmm. three right yeah. are you how excited are you for four
0: uh, i think i need to just like see what else is coming out around that time um i mean i'm i am i am excited for it like it, it it's it seems cool i'm not the biggest pikmin fan i didn't finish three um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, especially if it reviews well, like I'll, I will
1: most likely check this out. Well, up next was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Expansion Pass Volume 3, releasing February 15th, <laughs> 2023. There you go. Uh, it has, includes a new character, Masha, who is a lapidurist. Yeah, and not, not a lepidopterist. No. Which is a butterfly scientist. <laughs>
0: I think she studies rocks
1: or something. Yeah, but she is like styled after like a moth or a butterfly. Sure. Um anyways, we neither of us have played, you no, know, so enemy rush mode. Uh, is also coming which you earn more heroes and special abilities and then the funniest part of this entire direct to me is when they introduced volume four later this year (laughs) which features some kind of like big bad up in the sky in silhouette like in front of the sun yes and it is my favorite kind of anime like uh, of art jrpg video game trailer nonsense where to my mind having not not understanding the story of this game at all. Or the characters, or even really the tone. It is characters that I do not know Mm -hmm. shouting non-sequiturs at each other. Yes. Like, how dare you? He's a machine! (laughs) Is that good or is that bad? It's like 15 seconds long. Are you guys not machines, too? Isn't everybody a machine here? I am hopeful that it is meaningful to people who understand (laughs) the context, but for somebody outside of the context, it did nothing to sell me on. Like, oh, should I be interested in Whatever volume four is later this year,
0: gotta say I I do just appreciate like a little table tap to be like, hey, we're still working on that DLC. We'll have that right out for you. Um, like I, I think I do think that's good, and we get a couple of those throughout this presentation. Uh, so you know, always just happy to see that they're like they're paying attention to that. Um, next up, Samba de Amigo Party Central comes out this summer. Uh, Mark, you ever play any of these Samba de Amigo games?
1: I played. Uh, a it on the Dreamcast.
0: Oh. Yeah. Mark's played a Dreamcast game that I've not played
1: <laughs> and it was Samba de Amigo.
0: Uh and were you playing it with Maraca controllers?
1: I was. Yeah.
0: See now that's what this is missing cuz uh you play this with Joy-Cons, you shake the Joy-Con as though they are maracas. Um tell you what though, I just want maracas.
1: Well there is a Samba de Amigo. I mean, that this for sure. The fact that it, there is no maraca like uh controller that comes with it. Is definitely. I don't know why I'm comparing the two. But it just means Donkey Kong is superior. Well. Yeah, but we've not had a
0: Donkey Konga game in, like, 20 years. That's true. Here's the thing. We could duct tape some, uh, some
1: Joy-Con to some real maracas. We could. We could also... Somebody out there could, like, 3D print little... You know, remember in the Wii yes, days? Yes, When you could buy, like, like the a Wii, Wii Zapper. Spo- right, or just, like, a Wii Sports, like, accessory pack. Yeah, one that... For, like, y- 20 bucks for, like, like 48 golf club. pieces. Yes, that's right. Um, somebody could do that with maracas as well. But did you play somebody, Amigo, on Wii? No, I never played it anywhere. Okay. The, it's a rhythm game where you're shaking either Maraca controllers on the Dreamcast or <laughs> Wiimotes or now Joy-Con <laughs> in uh, rhythm to the music, but also on, like, different locations. Yeah. Right? You're, like, how you're, you're shaking holding up, it. You're shaking down. And then well, it'll ask right. you to, like, you know, strike a pose. And so you have to move the Joy-Con into certain directions. I uh, Somebody Amigo on the Dreamcast was fun. I never played the Wii version. I like that this one seemingly has... Um, like uh has multiplayer and well, yes yeah, so there's
0: there's the the world party mode which is like a low score elimination kind of thing so whoever has like the lowest score after you know a certain amount of time or whatever like they cuts in half and then half again until it's gets last man standing kind of situation um they say that there are 40 songs in it from around the world uh but i don't think they do we hear any of those songs
1: well, I, I'm sure whatever there was some background music. Yeah, there's some background music, which I'm assuming is one of the songs. But w- one of the things I am hopeful for in that it is music around the world is that licensing for some that maybe it'll have an interesting music selection because mm. licensing won't be as expensive for some of you know the music. Um, it's not like they're trying to do like top forty hits.
0: Right, right, right. So you don't have to like play pay Green Day
1: to exactly. Play maracas you so to you might have Indian. like actually yeah. good music. Right to um Samba 2. No, uh, you know, did, no disrespect to Green Day here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast? No. no There's also a ab- love tester not. mode, which what more needs to be said.
0: Uh what indeed next up Mark is a Fashion Dreamer. Um this is where I uh I just have to have a little chuckle to myself and just be like Nintendo, you got all these Nintendo fans like super excited about like a thing happening and they're like fourth game we're going to show? fashion dreamer.
1: I love it. It's just a a testament to, you know, I feel like Nintendo does a really good job of they talk the talk and walk the walk when it comes to, you know, we have games for everybody.
0: Yes. So in this game, you are a fashion influencer and you're collecting uh, fashions and designs and clothes and you can get them from other Players, it's unclear to me if this was a, an online multiplayer yeah, it thing. Se-
1: it seems like you can, uh, that there is some sort of like online component, and you know, you are seeing people persist in the world and you can go up to them kind of like you do in uh, the Splatoon, you know, like worlds where you can walk up and you can see what they're wearing and you can be like fresh. And in this <laughs> world, if you if you like it, then you add it to your collection and you can like mix and match and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I never played the style savvy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were released on handheld by Nintendo previously, but and so maybe they're very different from this. But this, but Nintendo has not made those games were very successful. Nintendo has not made a new entry in them, and this feels to me like that is kind of feeling it's feeling ch- chasing that, that area. High. Yeah.
0: Um. This was the first of two times during this direct where I thought to myself, maybe I should get into Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> like for whatever reason like the 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 design of the characters and the like general hangoutiness of the game I uh, was just like yeah maybe
1: maybe I should get into that Disney game which we'll talk about uh, again towards the end of the direct up next was Dead Cells Return to Castlevania releasing March 6th so I've never played the original Dead Cells game but this is DLC that goes along with it it includes it is like Full on Castlevania, which yeah. I love. It, it seems like it's Castlevania just in the Dead Cells engine. Richter and Alucard, 12 covers of, um, and over 90 pieces of music. You can pre order it today. It's, uh, 10 bucks on its own, $22.99 for the bundle of the DLC and the core Dead Cells game, which you have to have yes. in order to play this DLC. But I love classic Castlevania. Um, I, it just looks really cool. It looks really fun.
0: Well, and Dead Cells is a you know, wh-
1: well, it's a game that neither of us have played.
0: Like, it obviously has a a great reputation as like an indie action kinda like roguelike game. Um, so maybe this is something that it's certainly something that I should look into. Mark, you're a bigger Castlevania
1: fan than I am, right? Like, are you interested in I wonder in if here? I wonder if like if I could just pl- if I can play Return to this Return to Castlevania DLC without having to like, if I can just jump right into that mm-hmm. without having to play, like, the base game in order to get to it, I would be, I don't know if that's the case, but I would be more interested in that instance. I just want the, person. I just want the Castlevania content. You just want to play as Alucard. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes sense to me.
0: Um, next up is Tron Identity, which is coming first two consoles on Switch in April. Um... This is a uh, this game was revealed back at the uh, uh, that Disney presentation over the summer.
1: Oh, um, but at the
0: time it was really just like quickly being like, hey, we're doing a Tron game. Uh, it's from Bithell Studios, so that's a Mike Bithel game. Um, which again, like, sort of
1: crazy that like he's making a Tron game. So who is who is because they they point that out like who is Mike Bithell? I looked it up and I saw that he had made like a John Wick adventure game. He
0: made the John Wick game. He made Thomas was alone.
1: Oh, okay, um, got it. So like he's he's got like the sort of like
0: hardcore indie cred um can do really moving and cool stuff with not a lot of uh like budget behind it that's you know a very good gaming experience this game is a narrative puzzle game um that seems like you're making like decisions about like how the network i like look i don't care about Tron um but the fact that there's like so much going in into this I'm like what what is this what <laughs> what what why are we why are we like circling Tron right now what's happening
1: yeah I don't know either I Tron to me is one of those things that like uh aesthetically both movies were really cool but story-wise they've always just been really tedious yes. and so on the one hand I'm like oh that's interesting to set like an adventure like a point and click adventure game there because it, to me if i if i was going to develop a tron game it i would be light cycles. i would immediately go to like you know like yeah. action like yeah. something really dynamic um but this could i mean this totally could be really cool i love the aesthetic of tron yeah, there's yeah. just never been a story that like uh made me excited to go to that world we're
0: not tron lore hounds <laughs> i guess is what mark is saying
1: right like that's right
0: uh so anyway this is coming out in april and it's coming first on consoles to switch
1: the next one, I this had been rumored. I feel like there were a lot of things in this direct that were rumored, yes, and uh, and confirmed in this direct. What and this one I'm very excited for. It is a re release of Ghost Trick Phantom Detective coming summer 2023. It's coming to Switch and other consoles, but I think Switch is a really good place to play this because. The original Ghost or Ghost Trick in its original release was a Nintendo DS game and so the ability to use a touchscreen interface yeah. I think will be really clutch but Ghost Trick is a uh, a game from 2010 it's from the creator of the Ace Attorney series it is really fun it's a another like puzzle game with a cool narrative around it and uh, I don't really want to spoil that much about it because I like it so much, other than to say I really recommend people pick it up if you enjoy puzzle games.
0: Um, it, This also starts an interesting little uh, trend that continues throughout the Direct. Uh, detective games are in right now. Mark, I think this is bodes well for you and I as we are on, like, a detective kick at the moment, mm-hmm. especially as we're recording uh, NCS Detective Club. But also, uh, we play games, so, like... It's all it's all adding up. Ron. Yes, it's all coming together. Um, the next game on here falls right into this mold. Deca Police, uh, coming out sometime this year. It is a uh, and these are from the uh, game, the eShop listing. It is quote a su- crime suspense RPG from Level Five, the
1: the developers of the Professor Layton series. This looks truly crazy.
0: Yes, because it is like, it is a turn based RPG, but like. Definitely has some, like, detective game mechanics where you're, like, putting together clues and, like, accusing people of crimes, um, and it's got that great, 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 great level five character design where it's, like, it's such a specific slice of the anime pie um, that is... I don't know. It, 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 the, the look of it is very, very appealing.
1: Also, you, like, turn into a cat. The dude turns into at a cat at one point. His name is Harvard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It seems crazy. But also, <laughs> if, like, the combat, you're, like... I look, I understand that they're criminals, presumably, but in the <laughs> combat, you're like beating people with nightsticks. It looks like it's just right, uh, right, right, it's all over the place. Uh, a yeah. cab applies to deck of police as well. <laughs> for the eShop listing. Uh, it says the main character, a rookie detective named Harvard, hunts down <laughs> criminals in a huge open world crime ridden city, traveling back and forth between physical and virtual reality. Look forward to a mysterious detective story with investigations in virtual space. That's another part that we just sort of glossed over <laughs> is
0: that there are there is a virtual reality and a normal reality sort of running side by side and like are they intersecting with each other? It seems this seems bonkers. I
1: hope that this is
0: good. I hope this is good. I hope hope
1: hope hope this is good. Cuz it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um it comes out yeah, sometime in 2023.
0: Uh, and then next up, we check back in with Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. Still coming out March seventeenth. Uh, the game still looks cool.
1: Yeah, I. I Are just you souring on it? No, I just don't care about. Th- I just don't care about this at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I do think it looks cool, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, So you control young Bayonetta going by Cereza, um, and you have a demon, uh, Cheshire. You're controlling them both at the same time. Uh, Cereza cannot attack, but she can bind enemies for the demon to rip apart
1: with his attacks. Uh, So a a kind of cool mechanic there. Up next was Splatoon 3 paid DLC expansion pass, which... We knew was coming, right? We They had said that there was going to be paid DLC. Like large... What did they say? Yeah, like large... There was... Or like at least scale, one large-scale DLC. DLC. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the exp- so it, they officially revealed the expansion pass. It comes, Seemingly just calling it expansion pass yeah, as well. And it comes in two waves, mm-hmm. uh, which you can pre-order today. So wave one is Inkopolis coming in spring 2023 and... Initially, like I love this, but also it doesn't make any sense to me as paid DLC. Yes, because
0: what it is is the hub world from the original Splatoon from Splatoon One on on the Wii U on the Wii U, um, and uh, you have access to all the same like items in the shops, and uh, you know still have access to. Um, uh, salmon run and doing the, the tabletop tabletop uh, splatfest thing. Um, what's that called? The table. I can't remember what this the, the card game is yeah. Called. The card yeah, game. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but uh, so you have access to all that stuff. It's just within the hub world that is Inkopolis. Seemingly, there's no new gameplay mode. No.
1: Yeah, it seems like it is, like, you go to Inkopolis, yeah. it is Inkopolis, you have the, um like, the sisters there. Squid sisters, yeah. You have the squid sisters there, and they perform during, you know, like, Splatfest and everything. Right. So it's just, but, and you go to the stores, and it's the same stores and shopkeepers from Splatoon 1, but they're, but they're selling, selling the yeah. same exact items that are available in Splatoon 3. So it's just like an alternate hub world if you prefer Inkopolis over, uh, whatever the one is called in Splatoon three, right? Splatsville. Splatsville. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's like, why? It's just, it's just so odd. Where, it's <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't get it. Where it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's new content, right? Especially because it is strictly speaking not new content. <laughs> it is old content in that Inkopolis already existed.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what this is or who it's for. No, that's the thing. Is like, I don't understand why it's part like if they added this as like a free update yes awesome cool that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. um because then i'd be like oh like are we gonna get the like splatoon 2 as well and then you just have like all three hubs and you can choose whichever one you want to be in content's all the same it all makes sense the paid dlc part a one of two is just like a hub world with no new content I don't get it. I don't get it either. Well, and so it makes me wonder if, like, the real paid DLC
0: here, the real, like, content that you're paying for is Wave 2, which has no date. Um, they named it Side Order, uh, and we use, they are advertising it
1: here as, like, this really trippy, like, short black and white thing. I loved the little trailer for this. So cool. It's You're in this completely color-desaturated world. Like, mm-hmm. everything is just white including your your avatar like your character and so i'm you know i'm assuming you're going to be inking color all over the place Could be, yeah. but it it is unlike anything we've seen from splatoon before it seems very cool i am very like i probably will end up buying the dlc just to see just what to this see that is it, yeah. or i mean honestly i will probably just wait for a review and find out you know is it as hard as Octop expansion because I was not able to complete that. Right.
0: Well, so so that that's what I'm saying is, like, if they could have been, like, the, uh, the, the paid DLC is side order and, like, here's this and giving us, like, even just a little inkling of, like, what the actual moment-to-moment gameplay is going to be like, just a couple seconds and then be like, but in the meantime, please enjoy, like, Inkopolis. Like, that could still be part of the paid DLC. I think just the way it's being presented is, like, here are two waves. The first wave is just this hub world and the second wave we can't tell you about. Yeah. Um. Like right now, you can buy the the whole expansion pass now. I'd say wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree.
0: Uh, next up, Mark Disney Illusion Island. Uh, coming out July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three this year. Um, this is a, another one that was revealed in that uh Disney Showcase from over the summer. Uh, it's a four-player um, hippity hoppity game uh, where you play as Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. It seems like they all have different uh, special abilities, um, but you know are generally just uh, all kind of the same. Um, some things that really uh, stuck out to me uh, as part of like the the co-op of the game: you can hug each other to regain health, you can play leapfrog to access new areas, and you can drop a rope to lend a helping hand. Um, I'm locked into this, Mark. It looks adorable.
1: It does look really fun. It's And it's only 40 bucks. Perfect. Which uh, is kind of crazy. I I think it's interesting that it has its own art style. Like, it is not aping right. the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. It's not classic Mickey Mouse. It's just like Disney Illusion Island is doing its own thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's similar to, although you're right, not exactly like the... Uh, um the like wonderful world of, of Mickey Mouse. Um but like kind of kind of close to it. Um but yeah I'm I'm super excited about this. Yeah, this is another one where oh I hope it's good. Oh man, I know. I hope it's good. There 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 were some times where like there's a, a like a boss fight on the screen and it's like everyone is in like a different quadrant trying to like figure out how to attack the boss where I'm like, how could this be
1: bad? I know, I know, I know. It seems like it, it, it has everything going room. for it. Yes. It did do- for sure. Up next was Fire Emblem Engage Expansion Pass DLC, getting a little bit more information on Wave 2, which launched yesterday, including the... Well, actually, Patrick, I'll let you run I'll through I'll take them. it over. Um, so uh, it
0: introduced a, a couple of uh, new emblems. Um, Hector, the Emblem of Strength, who is uh, from uh, Fire Emblem, the Blazing Blade, uh, a.k.a the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem uh, Soren Sorin Emblem of Acumen from uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn and Camilla Emblem of Revelation from Fire Emblem Fates um, those are all available today uh, obviously for or not obviously but uh, all these emblems have their own like paralog missions that you have to complete in order to get them so there's more more game to play and a reward at the end of them uh, Wave 3 which is coming further down uh, the line includes uh, Krom and Robin Bonds uh, uh uh, sorry, Emblem of Bonds. Those are characters from Fire Emblem Awakening, and Veronica, Emblem of Heroes, from Fire Emblem Heroes, the the mobile game. Um, so it, it's it's neat to see that in these uh, in these waves of DLC, it's all characters from Fire Emblem games that have been available in North America or outside of Japan, I
1: guess. Yep, and uh, the Blazing Blade, or like the GBA Fire Emblem game. Yep. Will be coming in the future. Yep, we'll be talking about that shortly. Yeah. Um,
0: but so yeah, it's the these are like all uh, semi-accessible um, Fire Emblem games, with the exception of the uh, Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn um, character Soren, um, and then the final wave of DLC, Wave Four. Uh, also, no date for that, but there will be new story missions as part of the Fell Xenolog, um, and Xenolog is uh, language that they use in these games to indicate. Um, it's like a story from, like, outside of the world. Oh, so okay. I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, universe hopping or what, or some kind of weird crossover, Um, but
1: Xenologue uh, triggers to me, like, you're going somewhere, Interesting. not this world. Uh, I think they said w- that all of the expansion pass content for Fire Emblem Engage will be out this year. So That's I think great. everything will be out by the end of 2023. I
0: mean, if, if the second wave is out now um, and the game has been out for just a couple of weeks, like...
1: Yeah, it seems like we're we're going to get all of this in in not that much time. The next reveal was Harmony: The Fall of Reverie, which is first on consoles on Switch in June 2023.
0: Yeah, this is some sort of like narrative game with branching paths and like magic powers and stuff. The uh, seemed seem neat. It's got cool music um by Celeste Selena Rain. Um so, you know, if if that kind of thing uh does it for you
1: yeah i mean celeste has an amazing soundtrack so one uh, of the best that definitely had my ears perked up but yeah so harmony fall of reverie june of this year
0: next up is octopath traveler 2 uh still coming out february 24th there's a demo available now mark i'm definitely gonna check out this demo i find that with this kind of game octopath uh triangle strategy bravely second or bravely default 2 it was
1: the name of the game um All I need is the demo. By the time I finish the demo, I've gotten my fill. Next was We Love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie, uh, (laughs) where you play as the young King of All Cosmos. There's a photo mode. Um, I loved... Do do you play as the King of All Cosmos in the whole
0: game or just as part of the Royal Reverie? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Okay. Um, I love the original Katamari Damacy when I played Reroll which uh was released on Switch 2018 a, a few years ago like yeah. a long time ago. Um I haven't played any of the other games but I am excited to check this out and if you've never played any of the other games before you there's a free game trial for North American Nintendo Switch online subscribers for the original Katamari Damacy Reroll uh from the 20th to the 26th of February. Uh, so get on that.
0: Next up was Sea of Stars, which, market this is a game that I've been, like, predicting for Indie World showcases um, and... Uh, uh third-party directs, anything, uh, for a while now. And here it comes in a, like, full Nintendo Direct. Sea of Stars has a release date of August 29th this year. Uh, Just a reminder, Yashinori uh, Mitsuda guest composed some tracks for the game. There's a demo for this out now. And this is the RPG set in the universe of The Messenger, right? Yes, and made by The Messenger Studio and sort of uh, aping the style, um, both gameplay and graphical, of
1: um, games like Chrono Trigger. We then move to Omega Strikers releasing April 27th it's a free to play online soccer game air I like I think they call it more like air hockey type game um seems to be 3 on 3 I don't really know what to I don't have much to say about this one uh,
0: I mean a uh, free to play always online uh like sports title like a, I'm not real I'm not really interested um but it comes out uh, April 27th Next up is the Etrian Odyssey Origins collection coming out June 1st. Um it includes uh uh Etrian Odyssey uh, oh boy Etrian Odyssey HD one, two, and three. Um, The games are also uh, available um, separately. You don't have to buy the collection if you don't want to. There are new difficulty um, options and uh, auto mapping. So the way these games work is it's like a dungeon crawler first person perspective where you they were originally DS and 3DS games, right? Where you were drawing the map of the dungeon that you're in on the bottom screen. Uh, There's a new mode in this where you can have it auto map which seems like it's sort of defeating
1: what was like cool about the game in, in the first place, but also uh, maybe it's just necessary. Well, the the mapping, I, I wonder if it has a touchscreen mode because the mapping otherwise looked to me kind cumbersome, of- Cumbersome, yeah. Yeah, kind of like cumbersome. And so I can see how- Uh, Auto-mapping would be good for that, but also just for opening up these games to a whole new audience. I've never played any of them before.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um, But it's... uh,
1: Obviously, they they made a bunch of them, uh, and they're coming back in in HD. Yep. Uh, And, hey, we finally got uh, another release date for Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. I love another release date, Uh because we've had a couple of them before. We have, yes. And the latest one is April 21st of this year. I gotta say... Brave of Nintendo. If it were me, this is one that I would just drop. Why leave it to chance for more world events (laughs) between now and April twenty first to delay this game any further? Yeah, I I mean, it is nice just to see that they're like, "Yep, the game's coming
0: out." Um, the 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 cutscenes and like everything for this game still look great. Mm -hmm. Like character designs are fired. Like it just it looks. uh, I'm excited for this game to come out. Uh, speaking of that sort of thing, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe still coming out February 24th. Um, we got more information about... Uh, it seems like they're they're kind of like loading this game up with like extra stuff so it's not
1: just a remake of Kirby's Return to Dreamland, right? That's right. We're getting a, epilogue, a new epilogue feature that's focused on Magalore. So it's called Magalore Epilogue, the Interdimensional Traveler. And... I cannot remember the context of this, Patrick, but there was some sort of, like, this was years ago, some sort of interview or something that we were talking about in a news episode. Okay. And it came up in the quote from a developer or something where it was like everybody remembers the touching story of Magalore, and, and we were both like, Who's, who's, who's Magalore? Because Mag-alor? F- I had never played uh, right. the original Return to Dreamland, was a Wii game. Well, here's the and thing i had it's, never played it before. It sounds like he's an interdimensional traveler, <laughs> and
0: this was in a world before everything, everywhere, all at once, so we couldn't understand it.
1: No, no, we, we couldn't, and it. it was before Kirby month, so our hearts had it <laughs> fully opened to Kirby, anyways. I, this sounds like an opportunity for Magalore for me to open my heart to Magalore. Mm. Uh, Magalore, the interdimensional traveler has lost his powers, must escape the realm between dimensions. You start with uh, basic attack and jumping, but the rest of your powers are gone. You can collect magic points to by defeating enemies and you, to restore his powers and you kind of like choose in which order you want to restore his different abilities. Which
0: is like, this is an interesting sort of like take on the Kirby formula because, you know, Kirby's always like, he's max power to begin with, right? Like, all you gotta do is like swallow an enemy and now you can use his powers. Magalore is going to be uh, earning his own abilities
1: back like piece by piece, which uh, seems like it could be fun. Over 20 stages, uh, this, this epilogue will also support four-player local co-op and you have to clear the main story mode before you can uh, access the epilogue,
0: which this is a common sin of Kirby games uh, gating its other game modes behind you beating the story mode. Luckily, the story modes are always easy. Yes, and also
1: this one kind of makes sense because first you have to understand the touching story of Magalore before you can complete his journey in magalore epilogue all right i'll i'll, I'll buy that uh there uh, lots of demos today it felt like which yes. is awesome a demo available now for kirby's routine return to dreamland deluxe where you can try out the local multi multiplayer uh then a- after that we we pop back out by the way this whole
0: time uh the thing has been hosted by shinya takahashi um who we uh didn't mention because we were so excited to talk about uh pikmin at the top of the show but so he pulls us out of this trailer and it's like okay We're going to talk now about Nintendo Switch Online, Uh, and then we cut to a screen that shows us a Game Boy. Mark, Game Boy Library is coming to Nintendo Switch Online.
1: Not just Game Boy Library, but the Game Boy Advance Library as well.
0: Well, that's coming to the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack.
1: Yes, but remember way back... So far back. In September of 2021, Uh uh, reports showed up online, Nintendo Life... Um, some podcasts, Eurogamer confirmed it. Said, like, our sources have confirmed yes. that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance uh games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online, and then nothing, nothing. We did an episode where you and I predicted the launch lineup of
0: the Game Boy. Uh, we just said Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we we predicted it. Um, I. Can't tell you how accurate we are. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: guess not that accurate, but it's, this is a weird list of games to start with. It's it's an it's an interesting list for sure. It's a small it's a small list. Do you think so? I actually I actually don't think it's that
0: I don't think it's that bad. It is the previous uh, libraries launched not the Nintendo 64, but
1: the NES and the Super NES launched with like 20 games. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm personally just so happy to have a uh, Game Boy. Game Boy games, there are a few on here that I'm interested to play. Um, But Game Boy Advance, I am very excited to have this. That was one of the things that I was, like, really bummed. I never got a new Nintendo 3DS. No, a Wii U. They were only available on Wii U, right? That's right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I never had a Wii U. So I am very excited to have at least some of these games available and the possibility of more games being added in the future.
0: So let's talk about the uh, the lineups for these games. So, uh, or for these for these libraries. First, the Game Boy, uh, and, and these launched today. By the way, they're they're there right now. Um, we got uh, on Game Boy. We have Tetris, Super Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles Quest, Game and Watch Gallery Three, <laughs> Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, Sure,
1: uh, Metroid Two, Return of
0: Samus, Wario Land Three, and Kirby's Dreamland.
1: I like that it is both that they're like it is both Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Yes, that in the future we'll get a mix. I think actually most of the ones that they showed as coming soon were all Game Boy Color games.
0: So those coming soon are uh, the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, um, the Pokemon uh, TCG, and Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Yeah, those are all Game Boy Color games.
1: Yep, and uh, a lot of
0: notable games missing from this list yes um so i wonder you and there is a pokemon game here so like red and blue yellow
1: yeah i don't know silver gold i don't know are They out there somewhere mark yeah You think they're out there somewhere i don't i don't think they're i think oh. i think i think in our original list i did say you know like one of them would be on there but i don't think they will because i think they would have to have uh what do they call it, pokemon home capabilities now they wouldn't have to mm, maybe <laughs> I mean they they didn't on the original Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm excited for Wario Land 3. That is the one from I mean, I love uh Wario Super Mario Land 2, but of these games, that is the one that I am most excited to have access access to. Um I've never played Wario Land 3. I've I've played Wario Land 2, uh,
0: and I've played Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. Um but yeah, like it, don't you think it's weird that the original uh Super Mario Land isn't in here? <sighs> No Kirby's Dream Land 2? Yeah. I no mean, it, no it is, Kid Icarus it, Myths and Monsters? No, that's not
1: surprising to me. Okay. It is surprising to me that the first Super Mario Land isn't on here. I'm kind of surprised that they got Tetris. Makes I am me very too, happy. Because
0: they've never re-released Game Boy Tetris before. This yep. is the first time they've been able to do that. Um, so I guess uh, good, good on them for that. What about, um, where's Alleyway?
1: i am got, got to tell you, Patrick, I don't care what (laughs) i don't i none of the. i do not care i like that there's a game and watch gallery in Uh here uh Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna check out this alone in the dark the new nightmare game (laughs) can't imagine it's very good but i i love that they have it on here um but like you mentioned game boy is available to anyone who is subscribed to nintendo switch online right um last thing before we move on uh we got to get Mole Mania on this
0: thing. We got to get Donkey Kong '94 on
1: this. Yes, thing. for sure. Also, uh, the Game Boy has three display filters, so you can play the with the original Game Boy, where it has like a very strong green. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play with the Game Boy Pocket, which is more like uh, if you had like the Castlevania collection that had the G, the Game Boy games on it. It's more grayscale. Yeah, easier on the eyes. That's available. And then finally, the Game Boy color filter. How any Game Boy game was compatible with the Game Boy Color and added some uh, tinting to it. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, of course, there's uh, uh, also always the option to uh, power your Switch with uh, four
1: AA batteries. Yes. Yeah. Always the option. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then all the Game Boy games, or excuse me, some of the Game Boy games will support two player, local, or online play. Which uh, it just seems like it's consistent with what we've seen uh
0: for multiplayer on the rest of the um uh nintendo switch online libraries then mark game boy advance this is so exciting oh
1: i was so happy to see this
0: um again oh the the, the list of games that uh, are coming out for it immediately is a little like okay all right fine um but here they are, um, coming out, to, out today, out already. Uh, Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three, which includes all of the e-reader levels. Which that is the piece I'm excited for because I have never Me played them too. Um, and just as like a little recap of what that is, the Game Boy Advance Super Mario Brothers Three came with a little like electronic, uh, like magnetic card reader, um, and these cards that you could get. From,
1: where do these cards come from? I, I'm not sure.
0: You could get these I cards. Maybe just
1: bought them in like, like packs. from yeah, Like packs like, or like
0: Nintendo Power or something. I don't know. Um, who knows where the cards came from? We're not looking it up. Um, and you could scan them to get access to uh, levels and stuff. It's sort of a proto amiibo kind of thing. Um, but in all of the virtual console releases of this thing so far, you've just been able to access all of them, uh, which means there are brand new Super Mario Brothers 3 levels
1: for you to play on your Switch right now. WarioWare Inc Mega Micro Microgames which is the first WarioWare game. I've never played it. Me so neither. I'm excited to have this very one. Very cool. Uh
0: then Kuru, Kuru, Kuru Kururin um which is a cool game with like a spinning baton that you have to guide through like tunnels and stuff. Um, seems very cool.
1: Mario Kart Super Circuit uh, the f- what they call it out it's the first portable Mario Kart game. One of the worst. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, the RPG. And then finally, The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which I have started a couple of times but never finished. Right. But now that you can, like, rewind a little bit, maybe you think you're going to get it? Do you think so? They didn't call that out. Uh, Ooh, I hope, I hope I so. I hope so, too. Because I know they don't for the Nintendo 64, and... Uh, it. I wish every time I played that they it had that ability. I'm assuming that with these games. You it would will. think
0: they would cuz yeah. with the Super Nintendo you could. Um and then uh, future GBA games, Metroid Fusion, yes. Baby Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, which is Fire Emblem the Blazing Blade, um uh F0 Maximum Velocity and Golden Sun.
1: But I feel like you got Metroid Fusion They've got to give us zero mission at some point.
0: Well, and they got to give us uh, the other Fire Emblem game, uh, the Sacred Stones. And they got to give us the second Golden Sun because it's like the other half of like a a duology where it's like the same events from a different character's perspective. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're showing us these other games. I'm confident we'll go beyond what we have right here.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I kind of hope that we get this for the...
0: (laughs) <laughs> you, we're, we're getting worked up we're getting excited here it's okay
1: <laughs> uh donkey kong land
0: yeah why not never the Donkey those. Kong land games come on um okay then uh so that that closes out the uh nintendo switch online we move on to what i'm gonna call like the megaton announcement of the show uh, totally metroid prime remastered is out now it's real and it's available now. Uh, digitally it's available now. They are releasing it physically. You can pick it up on the twenty uh, second of February. A digital copy and presumably a physical copy will set you back forty bucks. Um, there are multiple control screen control schemes. Pardon me. Um, where you can use normal like kind of dual stick controls or something that quote recreates the feel of the original game. Um, which okay.
1: Plus, they say there are others. But like, no mention of motion controls anywhere there. Right, interesting. So maybe not the the Wii controls that were part of the
0: Metroid Prime Trilogy. Um. Also, you said that you think it'll be the same cost physically?
1: I bet it'll be 50 bucks. Physically. You think it'll be 50 yeah.
0: bucks? Uh, I guess, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, how, how impossibly cool that this is just here.
1: Yeah, I can't, you know, we've heard rumors of something <laughs> like this for a long time. Man, Metroid Prime Trilogy was rumored at the Game Awards 2018, yeah, I think you oh know, and then God. it never shut up. And then uh, a couple of years ago, the rumor morphed to be like, oh, that was never true, but they're working on like a remaster, and that's partly what got retro the job of Metro Prime 4 when they moved it from Bandai Namco Singapore. Um, but that was also five years ago, yeah, or so, four years or something, so like that, this is real that it is out today, that it is playable. I am very excited because it has been a long time since I have uh, played the original Metroid Prime, and this is one that, like, I immediately downloaded yeah as yeah. soon as it was like as soon as the direct ended i grabbed my switch and was like it was just all in on it
0: i've not been home at all today uh i have so many things that i need to download <laughs> like check in on when i get home uh i'm not going to bed i no. don't think yeah no. i've i've
1: been you know i've been making my way through gold but there's that is backburnered for sure oh, i'm ready yeah. to jump into metroid prime
0: sorry fire emblem engage although there's new content in that that i want <laughs> yeah, to get right. to. so i don't know
1: I don't, I don't know what i'm gonna do um
0: so anyway, all of that's very exciting. Mark, where do you think this puts us on our Metroid Prime 4 journey? So, at I, least a year, right? At least
1: a year, definitely not this year. Um, but it and the fact that I think it's interesting that we didn't hear a peep about it. Yeah. Not even like a whisper, right. not a teaser trailer, right? like nothing. Um, I, but I I I also don't think that it is I, I think it's still in the works, you know? I Sure, next year, why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Master Detective Archives Rain Code coming out June 30th.
1: What is this? We saw this pre in a previous Direct or some sort of Nintendo presentation before. It's the new game from the creator of uh, Danganronpa. Ah, uh, right. And okay. you are Yuma, a trainee detective who's like haunted by uh, Shinigami, a spirit. And you solve the strange in- incidents in Kanai Ward, a city controlled by an evil corporation. Team up with other detectives, each with their own supernatural ability. There's like dungeon crawler sections with combat. Um, it looks eclectic. I will say.
0: Yeah, I would. This one didn't really speak to me that much, even though
1: it is in that detective groove that yes. we we're talking about. Uh-huh. before. Uh huh. But it releases
0: June 30th. Next up, Baton Kaidos 1 and 2 HD remaster coming out this summer. Uh, Mark, this had been rumored for kind of a while, either as uh, just Baton Kaidos remaster or a collection of the two. We now see that it's a collection of both of the GameCube RPGs uh, developed by Monolith Soft before they were acquired by Nintendo. Um, it's got a card-based combat system. Uh, I don't know if either of us are going to end up messing around with it, but it's cool that this game's getting a second life. Yeah,
1: man. I I wish I had both time for two RPGs yeah. and uh, that I liked card combat systems. Right. Because this is one that I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power in like the GameCube days. One of those rare like third-party RPG exclusives for GameCube. And the fact that it was developed by Monolith Soft, which is now part of Nintendo. Um, I think the games have pretty good reputations, but I just can't imagine that I'm ever going to play any, either of these. No, I
0: mean, just, just no, the, the thing that this gives me like a lot of, and actually the entire direct, um, it, it seems very, uh, backwards facing, right? We didn't get any new game first party announcements in this, right? We got a lot of like information about DLC and we got, uh, announcements that are big announcements, but, uh, the Game Boy Library is an old library, those are old games. Metroid Prime is an old game. Um, we didn't find out about anything new, new, new from Nintendo. But I mean, we're always asking them to be more mindful of their past, of their legacy, uh, of shepherding their uh, long lost libraries into the modern era. Uh,
1: and that's exactly what's happening here. And that makes me so happy. Up next was Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, from releasing sometime in 2023. Feels like a Famiclub detective club. Uh, it does. Sometime. Ooh, The Girl Who Steals Time. Yes. That'd be a good one. This is another level five game. Level five all over the
0: <laughs> presentation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Explore a fantasy island where you meet a mysterious girl. Travel between past and present to make the island your own. You can swap between roles to develop the island. Sure. Yep. Um, speaking of level
0: five, Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. Really quick trailer, no date, no indication really of anything.
1: No, it's just like a World of Steam, and then Professor Layton, and that's, saunters in, and that's that's what you're getting. Yeah, but nice to see. Uh, level five has struggled recently, and so nice to see a lot of content from them and kind of nice to see them revisiting Professor Layton. I didn't play all of the games, but the ones that I did experience, like they are good fun and they're well-made and they have like a fun kind of like European, uh, animation style to them. So I'm, uh, I think it'll be cool to see what this one turns out to be. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be a while before we see anything of it, right? Like there
0: was literally no information here other than like Layton's back, baby. Uh, next, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 4, coming out Spring 2023. Uh, they're leading it off by saying, here's a new course.
1: Yeah, they continue to throw curveballs at us. so don't really know what to expect with uh, the Booster Course Pass anymore. No, in, I mean... In a great way. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's lovely.
0: Um, and this is less a... Because we've gotten, uh courses before that have premiered in eight deluxe and then also moved over into tour um but it seems like this is just a new just a brand new track conceptually new
1: yeah so conceptually new track in yoshi's island and then a new character a in new Birdo, character who was originally in double dash so has mm-hmm. been in mario kart before but has not been represented in Mario Kart 8, all this time in the past 10 years.
0: Also, it looks like Birdo is going to be represented as like one of the multiple-color characters, like Shy Guy or Yoshi, where you can pick what color your Birdo is uh next we get uh, a montage a little sizzle reel Uh,
1: we'll just burn through these pretty quick uh we see minecraft legends coming out april 18th we see blanc again which comes out on february 14th i cannot believe the coverage that blanc has gotten in nintendo presentation someone is
0: spending some real money to get like blanc pushed in front of us over and over again i recall at the time being like that looks cute we should pick it up and now i've seen it two
1: more times and i'm like I don't know. I think we saw this game for the first time in, like, 2021.
0: Yeah. Do you think they're worried about, like, it's a black and white game with, like, no dialogue and no, like, text on screen? It, who, who? Who would be worried about that? I don't know. Exec suits <laughs> somewhere?
1: <laughs> well, they're not worried. Like, are you saying that they're worried so they're like, let's compensate for it by putting, by putting, it, putting is... it in
0: front of, yeah. Well,
1: what does Nintendo care?
0: Well, if Nintendo gets a bag of money that says for Blanc... <laughs>
1: Next I up, think you're right.
0: Next up, and this is a real, is Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection out uh, April 14th.
1: Have a nice death day, which we have seen in previous presentations on March 22nd.
0: I believe it is just have a nice death.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes. I, I keep. <laughs> I think I did that last time we talked about this game as well.
0: Uh, w Oh, boy. WBSCE Baseball Power Pros is available now.
1: Disney Dreamlight Valley makes a uh, return to a Nintendo presentation. Announcing, there's going to be a new realm. They don't say what it is, but like, uh, Simba and Nala are there, and it's coming out in April. Uh, let's circle back to that in a second. Um, Tales of Symphonia
0: remastered, uh, wraps up the sizzle reel coming out on February 17th. Mark, this is the second time in the direct where I'm like, maybe I should get into Disney Dreamlight Valley. Let's talk about
1: it. Okay. Uh, you know, I feel like this is a game that if I got into i could potentially really get into it
0: yeah but really get into it and in just like a a pleasant chill right having a nice time kind of way
1: yeah like there have been is a, that so bad it doesn't sound it that sounds bad good you know it's funny the parts that like have been tipping points for me and one of it was the trailer that they showed i think in another nintendo presentation where somebody was like taking a selfie with ursula that's cool <laughs> It just seems, yeah, it just seems nice. Yes. I mean, look, you and I are both
0: like Disney fans. We both like theme parks. And I, I had a great time playing Animal Crossing. This seems like the intersection of all those things. Like, I don't know. I think our days are numbered. <laughs> might be kind of a high number, but I think they, we're we're going to get to it. We're going to get to this show being a Disney Dreamlight Valley show.
1: It does feel inevitable.
0: Uh, uh, and then, uh, so, uh, then after all this, Mr. Takahashi closes out the presentation by saying, uh, we have one more thing to show you, this is it. And I appreciate this, that they're not doing a, like, oh, and one more thing, uh, after, like, everything else. They're, they're now just like, here we go, this is the last thing, shut up about it. And of course we see Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, out on May
1: 12th. So, I don't so again, we were kind of talking about this at the top of the show, like this is the fourth or maybe fifth time the Tears of the Kingdom has sh- been shown in some capacity mm-hmm. and every time it is um just kind of like we we still don't know anything about this game, right um, I have to say that you know some of the the stuff that they showed in here isn't. Some of it was intriguing, but I personally am feeling about Tears of the Kingdom the way I was feeling about Splatoon 3, which is that I am excited for this because it is a sequel or like a follow-up to Breath of the Wild, which is one of my favorite gaming experiences, if not the favorite gaming experience I have ever. But nothing I have seen of Tears of the Kingdom in particular has me super excited outside of the things that remind you of the best time you've ever had gaming while playing Breath of the Wild. Right, but part of but the the most enjoyable experience of Breath of the Wild was the sense of discovery. Totally, yeah. And as soon as all of Hyrule was opened, I enjoyed the game, but it was not the same experience for me. Right. I am a little bit nervous that th- because it is like the Hyrule that we know, but with verticality added and Again, there could be way, way, way more to it. They're just not showing us anything of it. And so that's kind of where I'm at with this, where, like, don't get me wrong. I pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom. I'm super excited for Tears of the Kingdom. But I don't it, – it just isn't clear to me, like – what the selling point of Tears of the Kingdom is, other than more Breath of the Wild, which isn't a bad thing, I think I was no, it hoping... still it still
0: sounds like a very good thing. But like, yeah, there there is the like, where is the turn? I feel like we haven't experienced the turn yet. The dog like creature in Pikmin Four, the Cappy,
1: we don't know what that is yet. Yeah, like we, you know, look, there is a lot in this trailer. There's yeah. like the three headed dragons. There's those like the things that are maybe they're the same thing that are like flying around and holding bokoblins. It the world looks a lot more like aggressively angry. Yes, you know we see Link on horseback and um the wind is like whipping and the weather is like really bad. Like so there so like I don't know, but but yeah, and we see this weird like truck like thing that yeah like Link is like driving around. Yeah, like it's like a um. Uh, that he's, like, driving around on. But... And
0: another one that he's, like, flying around in the right. sky.
1: So it's, like, you know, but we had the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild. Like, I I am just waiting to understand this game, and I am really looking forward to it because I love Breath of the Wild, but I wish that I just had more information about what this game's right. deal is.
0: Well, and, like, it's it's so, like, we live in such a different, uh, like, information environment regarding this game as we did uh, breath of the wild, like, cause breath of the wild was available to play at E3 the summer before it came out, you know, in March, um, you know, before the switch was even revealed. um, So like people had an opportunity to try to explain to fans what the experience of go anywhere, do anything actually felt like. Right. And like how true that was to the experience of the game. And, that's such a big hook. That's such a crazy hook that like maybe you don't really understand it until you're playing the game. And maybe that'll also be the experience here. Um, but I just I just wish we had more. I just wish we had more.
1: Yeah, I just kind of feel like every time we see it, and especially this time, it's just like, yeah, I get it. There's verticality. His arm's a little weird. But I the arm's I- very weird. Let's not <laughs> undersell. <it. laughs> and, you know, so I yeah I I'm ready to learn more I guess and you know we still have three months and I'm sure it would not surprise me if we have a just big blowout like we have seen for other games where it's a direct that's dedicated purely to Tears of the Kingdom um but I'm ready for that I'm ready yeah, to kind I'm, of like I'm understand more about this game um the uh it
0: it was. Kind of confirmed uh, by the listing. The game is uh, pre-orderable now. Um, so the price for the game was listed. Uh, its nine ninety nine. The rumors that sort of surfaced earlier this week that it's a $70 game uh, uh, borne out to be true. Uh, Mark, you were telling me before we started recording, you don't think this is a big deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Nintendo. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Do I wish that all games would be $60 for the rest of time? Yes, sure. That'd be great. But um I, you know, I saw when the price was leaked on like the Nintendo's online store mm-hmm. listing that it was seventy bucks. That people were expecting that they would like address it in some way, in like the direct, like explain why it's going up to seventy bucks. What a bad move! <laughs> yeah, like I, it no, does not, you, supr- does, does you does not raised surprise. You just raise the price me. exactly. You yeah. know, like it's seventy bucks. Um, I
0: especially when Nintendo is clearly exploring this price scale, right? Like they just released Metroid prime remaster for 40 bucks.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that is what I, I honestly thought I was texting or friend of the show. June and I were texting during the direct. And as soon as, you know, Metroid prime went up for order before I saw what the price was, you know, I told him, "Ah, I I'm sure it's 60 bucks. I guarantee it. So when it was 40 bucks, that was a super pleasant surprise. Yeah, like I don't think every Nintendo game should be $70 going forward, but do I think that Tears of the Kingdom will be worth $70? Yeah, yeah I do. Probably.
0: Um also worth noting, uh the game vouchers that uh, have gone on sale for Nintendo where you can uh pay 100 bucks and that gets you two first-party if Nintendo games. If you're a Nintendo games. Switch Online subscriber. Thank you. Um are uh this game is eligible for that. It can be one of your two games. So if you buy uh Tears of the Kingdom and a $60 game, you're getting a $130 value for a hundred bucks. Um like pretty good. The 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 deal, which is a pretty good deal, gets a little bit better. Um and uh all of the uh pre-orderable games or yeah, I guess all of the pre-orderable games uh are uh voucher eligible. So I'm talking advance wars, I'm
1: talking um
0: all the other things. Yeah, like Kirby, like what Kirby, I did is you, I yeah. I
1: picked up um I I bought a voucher this or vouchers and I redeemed it for Tears of the Kingdom and I redeemed it for Kirby cuz I knew I was right. going to get those games. Right.
0: Yes. Uh and there there was one more too that uh seemed relevant to me and now I can't remember what it was. Um
1: Pikmin 4? Pikmin I 4, think? yes, yep. Is yeah.
0: Yeah, so all all those games are eligible for vouchering. Um, so, you know, take advantage of that if you are uh, a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber and in North America.
1: And if you want to, also, I think worldwide, because they never went away worldwide. Oh, good They're just coming back in North America. Um, another thing to note is if you want to spend even more money on Tears of the Kingdom. You can. There's a collector's edition containing various items that will, what they say is release on launch day. It's 130 bucks. What I, what, what was not clear to me is, does, did that mean that it will not be available? available for pre-order, that it'll only be available on launch day, or that they're just saying it'll launch simultaneously with the base game
0: interesting well because they they do i don't think nintendo is like their website is selling these things because they said to check with uh like your retailer. oh got it um for that kind of information so there will be a bloodbath at some point when these things <laughs> go up uh, for pre-order um i have the uh the image from the direct here it comes with the uh the game itself a steelbook cover uh, a poster a pin set um, and like some kind of art book, so kind of the basic stuff you you might expect from a uh, collector's edition. Hundred thirty bucks is a that's a steep price tag. How much was the hundred
1: bucks for the Fire
0: Emblem? Engage. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what
1: I was wondering. And but it did it didn't include a pin set, right? Did
0: not include a pin set. That's true. No, no pins. Um, the other, uh, besides the poster and art book, which were the same, uh,
1: there were like cards, which were, that's right. But
0: that's still, that's like a paper good. Like that's demonstrably cheaper than, um, pins. I mean,
1: still 30 bucks for a pin set is pretty steep, but the, uh, Fire Emblem, like art book was pretty slick. And so if this was at the same quality i don't know I, I generally don't buy collector's editions but but um. you are going
0: to buy this one uh <laughs> and then there's they revealed mark we got an amiibo yes we did uh an amiibo for link from tears of the kingdom uh he's like kind of like crouching or like it's a weird uh posture for this but link to he pick. has a
1: little like Atrophied hand. Oh, he's got everything. his hand, baby. His beef jerky hand.
0: Um, so that's uh, that's that. And the that amiibo and other Zelda amiibos uh, change the fabric on your glider within the game. Uh, so a cool little cosmetic benefit there. Mark, we've reached the end of the direct. Is there anything here that like stood out to you as like the best, most exciting announcement, or and, any other thoughts you want to leave us with? I, we I really had
1: I really had fun with this direct. I was really enjoying like all the stuff that was available now especially I mean really like the Metroid Prime one and the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance that stuff kind of blew my mind it was so fun to just be able to <laughs> to boot up the switch and spend money to, you know, <laughs> or download this stuff, um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. What about you, Patrick? I gotta say, I'm thrilled that these new libraries come into the switch and that they didn't that they dropped two of
0: them at once, right? That they improved both the uh, vanilla Nintendo Switch Online libraries and the plus expansion pass libraries. Um, very, very cool. We, if, if you subscribe to this thing, you now have access to six video game libraries classic video game libraries um Tetris 99 Pac-Man 99 DLC for Animal Crossing for Splatoon 2 for others <laughs> um it just it's uh, it's amazing to me how much content there is there uh and like I said before it's it's exciting how much of this direct was backwards looking cuz it just means that like maybe Nintendo's finally locking into like here's a genuine way that we can keep our legacy content uh on machines that people are playing right now does make me wonder or not wonder but it makes me sort of uh you know nestle into the idea that we're not moving on from this hardware
1: anytime soon yes I, i i agree with that i also think that like does this give credence to the idea that nintendo nintendo's 2023 is light on like all new games. I would say and that absolutely. they're leaning on, yeah. you know, like remasters for 2023.
0: Question. Uh, is it weird that we got no Mario game here? And
1: uh, no mention of Mario movie?
0: I'm... <laughs> Mario basically not present
1: during this thing at all. Yeah. Not sad that we didn't get a mention of Mario movie. I feel like we... There's been a lot of marketing yeah, for recently. Yeah, we got, we got it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I am, however, surprised. No Mario game yet. But it would be very surprising if we truly go a full year with no appearance of mario at all
0: yeah i mean it's weird to do a full direct with no mario i guess like mention of mario kart 8 dlc like does that count i don't think that counts yeah (laughs) um all right mark let's close up our discussion of this nintendo direct Of course, we would love to hear your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct, so email us, nintendocartridgesociety at gmail.com, and let us know what you thought. What were your favorite announcements? What did you think was missing from this? Uh, any, any thoughts like that? Um, you can also get into our discord, send us an email and we will happily invite you to it. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo cartridge society. Thank you to our 16 bit patron, Connor McCabe. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell and the show's at an society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to a or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.